Shohei Otani is the biggest free agent in the history of Major League Baseball, but should he sign with the Texas Rangers, and should the Rangers prioritize him above all else? We're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked onto the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a crippling addicted Texas Rangers fan, f- covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of Locked On Rangers. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. The best way you can help grow the show is to hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube and to comment nearly any single thing below. Before we get into breaking down the greatness of Shohei Otani, why he might sign with the Rangers, why he should sign with the Rangers, and why the Rangers should definitely sign him. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now there's been this certain sentiment going around Rangers Twitter and around Rangers fandom of, I don't know, is Shohei Otani really worth it? Is Shohei Otani really all that great? Is he worth all the hype, all of the money he's going to get, and all of the attention that he's getting? Well, folks, I, I've di- I've dug into the numbers, and it turns out this Shohei Otani guy is pretty darn good at baseball. Like, maybe the best player in the history of Major League Baseball, which is a long history. There's been a lot of people who have played Major League Baseball, and I don't think anybody has done it nearly as well as Shohei Otani. If you don't know who Shohei Otani is, um, welcome to the world. Welcome to baseball. Um, this is a weird first experience for baseball, but we're happy to have you here. Shohei Otani is a Japanese-born baseball machine. He is just not of this earth. I'm pretty sure he was handed down by the stars, by by the heavens, to simply be the best baseball player ever. He is a hitter. He is a pitcher, and he is incredibly good at all of them. He is 6'4", 210 pounds. He is 29 years old, doesn't turn 30 until July 5th of next year. He has played with the uh, with the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles of California for his entire Major League Baseball career. He nearly signed with the Rangers the first time around, and what a different timeline this Rangers team would be on if Shohei signed with Texas in 2018. But he has been languishing in Anaheim on a bunch of mid to very bad Angels teams from 2018 to 2023, where he has been a rookie of the year. He has been a three-time All-Star. He has been somehow only a one-time Silver Slugger. I still don't understand that. He's been an MVP. He's finished fourth in Cy Young voting last year. He finished second in MVP voting last year, and it took a literal historic record-breaking effort from the franchise player on the franchise team uh, of Major League Baseball, the face of baseball last year. It was Aaron Judge to keep him from going back to back, and he's absolutely going to win it again this year, which means he would have had three straight MVPs, which he should have, but again, doesn't really matter. Shohei Otani is probably the best hitter on the planet right now. He is just incredibly good at basically everything you could ever want a hitter to be good at. He is a DH, and um, he's, he's the best one out there. 
pretty darn good in terms of uh, batting run value and overall offensive catch-all metric from baseball savant. He's in the 98th percentile. He's also an incredible base runner as well, something he doesn't get a whole lot of credit for, a lot of notoriety for. Is He's incredibly fast and incredibly smart on the bases as well. Even though he does not play the field, he uses his speed to his advantage, turning doubles into triples, turning singles into doubles, and stealing bases with abandon and being an absolute menace on the base pass. He's incredibly patient. He is incredibly powerful. He just does everything you would want from a hitter, and he has been provided not a whole lot of help in lineups in the past. He has basically had one good hitter, maybe two each year in his Major League Baseball career. He has had uh, he has had Mike Trout there alongside him, and there's been occasional decent seasons from guys like Brandon Drury from guys like Hunter Renfro has had some okay seasons. Logan Ohapi was okay last year when he wasn't hurt, but he has been mired on mediocre to bad Angels teams for his entire career. The most games that he has won in a Major League Baseball season was 82. That was his rookie year back with the 2018 Angels, and uh, that was not a great team. Whoever he's with next year will hopefully, almost assuredly be better. We have not seen playoff Shohei Otani. We have seen him in the World Baseball Classic, where he was absolutely electric. But him as a hitter, where he would fit in in this lineup, as the Rangers' everyday DH, which Garver was not extended a qualifying offer, so the Rangers have a DH spot open next year. It could be filled by Wyatt Langford coming up and being exceptional and rotating around that outfield a little bit, giving Leody Tavares some time off, giving Evan Carter some time off against lefties, given uh, the occasional day off to Adoles Garcia, or it could be filled by bringing back Mitch Garver, or it could be filled by Shohei freaking Otani. This is what a lineup with Shohei would look like next year. You have Marcus Simeon leading off with a 122 OPS plus. Then Corey Seager hitting second, 170 OPS plus. Otani, a 184 OPS plus last year. Dolce Garcia, 123 OPS plus. Evan Carter, 182 OPS plus next, last year. Josh Young hitting six, 109. Nathaniel Lowe, 111. Jonah Heim, 103. Leo Tavares, 97. That is incredible. That would be better than the Braves lineup last year. Possibly. Maybe. Who knows how things turn out next year, but that would be an all-time great lineup and a great lineup that, like I said on Monday's show, talking about how this team is set up for the future, you add Shohei Otani as your DH for the future. I mean, he had an incredible walk rate last year, and I don't think that he would have nearly as high of a walk rate this coming year. He was in the 98th percentile last year of walk rate. 15.2% of his plate appearances ended with a walk because there wasn't a whole lot of protection behind him in the lineup there just really wasn't I mean oh you're gonna pitch to Shohei Otani or you're gonna pitch to Taylor Ward hmm I think I'm gonna pitch to Taylor Ward are you gonna pitch to Shohei or you're gonna pitch to Hunter Renfro I think I'm gonna pitch to Hunter Renfro put anybody else behind him and you have Adolis Garcia as his as his lineup insurance um that you have to pitch to Shohei otherwise you have to face Adolis Garcia that's pretty darn scary (laughs) it's pretty darn intimidating he's gonna see a lot more pitches to hit no in front of him Instead of, well, it's been Mike Trout a whole lot, but outside of that, there hasn't been a whole lot of other hitters on base for him because the Angels have not been on base a whole lot. But having that kind of lineup protection, being a part of that kind of lineup, being a part of a winning team, a team that literally, literally just won it all, they are reigning World Series champions, the Texas Rangers, that is. It seems like a pretty appealing place to be. 
Not to mention the fact that this organization is set up to contend for years and years to come. There's not going to be a whole lot of pressure on Shohei Otani to be the savior. And it seems like a lot of these other places, a lot of these other teams, like the Cubs, like the Mariners, like the Giants as well, like even the Mets are set up to where if Shohei Otani comes in, it's Shohei Otani, we've been so bad for so long. Please, please save us. You are our only hope. Whereas the Rangers can sit there and say, hey, we just won it all, and that was pretty cool. We want to try and do it again. Do you want to be a part of that? As opposed to, we need you so badly, and if you don't perform to the best of your abilities, the highest echelon, then this team is going to go in the crapper. He knows what that's like, because he has done that for the first several seasons of his major league, first six seasons of his major league baseball career. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that he really wants to do that again. Coming up, we're going to look at how great he is as a pitcher, where he fits in to this team, and what the Rangers, what else the Rangers would need to do if they decide to sign Shohei Otani, and he decides to sign with them. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up for our wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want to chat about something a little bit more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend, thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, and Revito prescriptions. Go online right now to jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com, see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Shout out to the Everyday for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, I'll be looking at the other side of the coin of why the Rangers shouldn't prioritize Shohei Otani over literally everything else. Now, let's take a look at what Shohei Otani did last year. He was absolutely incredible. He did sustain an injury towards the end of the year. He had surgery on a torn UCL, and the surgery was probably Tommy John surgery. There's a little bit of weirdness involved in that. And basically the premise of his recovery timeline is that he'll be ready to hit for opening day and he'll be ready to pitch for opening day starting in 2025. So next year, year one of whatever Shohei Otani contract comes through, he is going to be hitter only next year and then pitcher and hitter presumably in 2025, assuming the recovery all goes smoothly smoothly but last year he finished with a 10.0 baseball reference for season there have not been a lot of 10 war seasons in the last 20 years since 2000 actually there's, there's a lot of seasons from pitchers who threw 800 innings in like the 1880s and 1890s or whatever we're kind of throwing those out the window because that's not what modern baseball is since the year 2000 there have been 13 individual seasons of 10 or more war according to baseball reference barry bonds has three of them at 11.9 11.7 in 2001 and 2002 then he also went ahead and added another one for good measure of 10.6 in 2004 mike trout has two 
of those seasons. One in 2012 and one in 2016. Both were 10 and a half war seasons. Mookie Betts has one season. Uh, Aaron Judge has one season. Pedro Martinez has one. Randy Johnson has one. Uh, even A-Rod and Sammy Sosa. And also Zach Greinke in 2009. And the last one, the most recent one, was Shohei Otani in 2023. And he only played 135 games as a position player. And he only pitched, um, where was it, 132 innings, just 23 games. That's insane. That is absolutely insane how much better he is than basically everybody. It's just nuts. It's honestly bonkers how good he is as a hitter and also as a pitcher. Like, it just does not make sense. Last year, he led Major League Baseball in on base percentage. At uh, He led the American League with a 412 on base percentage. He led Major League Baseball in slugging in 654. And he led Major League Baseball in OPS at 1066. Led the American League with his 44 home runs, again, in under 600 plate appearances, 599. He also had eight triples and 26 doubles. It's just absolutely bonkers. For his career, he's played in 701 games as a hitter. He's got 171 home runs. He's got an OPS of 922 for his career. And oh, by the way, last year he also hit over 300 for the first time as a major leaguer. He has a 274 career batting average, 366 on base, and 556 slugging percentage. The guy does everything you want as a hitter, and having extra protection in the lineup to where pitchers aren't able to pitch around him as carefully, he might get even better. Not to mention how incredible the Rangers hitting coaches are. Remember how good Corey Seager was before he signed with the Rangers? And then last year, what he did? It's incredible. There's so much room for domination for Shohei Otani with the Texas Rangers, and a franchise that is set up for the long term to contend. It's been a while since they had been contenders, but remember how effective that pitch was from Chris Young? He was able to sign Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and John Gray all within 24 hours, 48 hours of each other. And nobody, nobody in their right mind thought that the Rangers would be signing both of those guys in the middle infield. And here they are finishing probably second and third in AL MVP voting. And oh, by the way, they might just be adding the number one presumed number one vote-getter, having the top three in MVP voting all in the same lineup the next year would be absolutely insane. And it's it's not just Chris Young, the salesman, who, by the way, deserves his his due credit of recruiting all of those guys, then recruiting Jacob deGrom, getting Bruce Bochy out of retirement, recruiting Nathan Eovaldi and Andrew Heaney, and bringing back Martin Perez and all the other moves that he's made as the Rangers GM. I mean, Chris Young, the salesman, If he, it feels like, in my mind, if he wants to sign Shohei Otani, he almost certainly will. Because why would you bet against him at this point? He is basically undefeated in his his targets the last three years. I can't think of a single target that he really wanted that badly that he did not get. You, you could not have a better last two off seasons than Chris Young has. So why wouldn't he make it three in a row? Why wouldn't you say, yeah, bring on Shohei Otani? Sure, why not? Let's bring on a generational talent, the possibly greatest pitcher, hitter in the history of baseball, definitely the best two-way player in the history of Major League Baseball, and bring him onto a team that is just coming off a championship, their first championship in franchise history, and be a team that wants to win more and more and more. 
And if they bring in Shohei, they will definitely be set up to compete for more and more and more championships. And Shohei will get to be a part of that. And I think the culture is a big part of why the Rangers were able to sign the guys they did, why they did sign the guys who they did in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and bringing in Bochy, of having more of a relaxed kind of clubhouse culture, not a whole rah-rah, let's go get them a whole bunch of very vocal leaders, a whole bunch of guys who are more lead by example, less, more low-key. And not that I am close personal friends with Shohei Otani. That would be nice. It'd be fun. Probably some perks to that, but I'm not. But from what I've read and what I've understood and what I've seen about Shaw is, is he seems to be a much more low-key kind of guy. A guy that would really fit in in the Rangers clubhouse. Even though he is the star, he has an incredible amount of attention on him at all times from around the globe. He doesn't really let it get to him, it seems. He doesn't seem like that's important to him. Being the star, the guy, the face doesn't seem to be a top priority for him and I don't know that necessarily it's just going to come down to money it might but I don't know that it will I think it's going to be a lot about fit and I mean this Rangers clubhouse has a lot of fit having Bruce Bochy a manager that players love that is very respected I mean having that kind of guy helming your team as much as Craig Council got to be paid a little bit more by the Cubs and uh, Shohei might be uh, is the Cubs are apparently going to be very aggressive on Shohei. Um, that's nice. And aggression is nice, but I think literally every team is going to be very aggressive on trying to sign Shohei Otani. Oh yeah. The best hitter pitcher combo in the history of major league baseball. Oh, he's a free agent. Yeah. I, I think I'd want my team to sign him too. I think the only team that's not going to be aggressive is the A's. And that's only because they're actively trying to be bad and uproot the entire franchise and move them elsewhere because the owner is a cheapskate and a fool and running his team into the ground on purpose. But everybody else who seems to want to win baseball games, the other 29 franchises, are going to be very much in. And the only team that I think is completely, well, there are a few teams that are completely ruled out, but the most ruled out besides the A's is probably the Angels, because he saw what that was like. He saw what it was like to be playing for an Artie Moreno team, an Artie Moreno organization that is so poorly run and has no sense of direction and is wasting two of the greatest players in the history of sport, wasted two of the greatest players in the history of sport on the same team for six seasons and couldn't have a single winning season. Not just not a playoff season. Not even a winning record. Not even a 500 record. A losing season every single year for the last six years. Shohei does not like that. Shohei wants to win. And yeah... He might look at the Dodgers and see what they've done for the last few years, and they might just say, hey, don't look at the playoffs. Don't don't look at the playoffs. Don't don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. It's fine. And he, they might have a point. And he would be another guy in a group of guys in that lineup that is incredibly talented. But in terms of long-term sustainable success, in terms of an organization that you know seems to be set up the right way and seems to be set up for a lot of winning for years to come, this Texas Rangers squad has been able to sell some very impressive characters on their culture, on their plan for the future. And in year one of Chris Young and Bruce Bochy and Jacob DeGrom, the Rangers won it all. And it looks like they will not be stepping back next year. And why on earth would Shohei Otani not want to be a part of that kind of a run? Coming up, we're going to look at him, where he would fit into this rotation, the risks associated with signing Shohei Otani, and what else the Rangers would have to do if they 
are able to land the best free agent in the history of Major League Baseball. Right after this word from our sponsors. Shout out to the everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. On Monday's show, I'll be doing a bigger free agency picture looking at the Rangers, what their top priorities should be, and who they should be looking at in free agency as a whole, outside of just the great Shohei Otani. Now, let's look a little bit about him as a pitcher. He has been an incredibly successful pitcher. He is a guy who you would have to augment your rotation a little bit. He has been on a more of a pitch once a week kind of a guy the most innings that he has pitched in a single season came last year that was 28 starts 166 innings this year he threw in 23 games 132 innings and then the year before that in 2021 uh, he started uh, 23 games and threw 130.1 innings outside of that he did not pitch in 2019 due to injury he only pitched an inning and a third or inning and two thirds in 2020 because shortened season and also injuries um, and only pitched 51 and two thirds innings his rookie year um, in 10 games started. They, the Anos didn't really know what to do with him at that point. At this point, it feels like Shohei Otani kind of knows who he is as a pitcher, knows his body, knows what he can handle outside of um, this year where he, it seems like he definitely pushed his limits a bit, a little bit too much in an effort to try and get the angels into the playoffs, just willing them himself and which he nearly did. I mean, I applaud the Angels for going for it at the deadline. That's literally your only option when you have Shohei and you had Mike Trout for parts of the season and maybe you had him coming back later for a playoff run. But I applaud them for doing it. It didn't work out, but props for, for actually trying. And so the Rangers would not have him as a starting pitcher next year. They wouldn't have Jacob DeGrom until August-ish of 2024. But in 2025, <laughs> that Rangers rotation would be absolutely devastating to opposing hitters. It would look something like this in my estimation, assuming health from Jacob deGrom and Shohei Otani. Jacob deGrom, your opening day starter, then Shohei Otani, then Nathan Eovaldi, if he can get his 156 innings this year, then John Gray, Jack Leiter, and Owen White, or maybe you add in a different free agent pitcher in this year's class, which I think they would have to do, and you take out one of Jack White, Jack Leiter or Owen White, not Owen, not Jack White, um, and maybe you put John Gray in the bullpen. I don't know. It, things could look very different, but the short-term answer is is right now of putting Shohei Otani at the top of your list. The reason why you do it is because you go from being a team with a ring that is set up pretty well for the future and is probably going to be pretty good for years and years and years to come. Maybe you win it all again. Maybe you get you know two more rings in this window, and that would be amazing. That would be like that, like that run by the Giants in 2010, 2012, and 2014, and that would be incredible. But if you go and add a guy like Shohei Otani, you're not thinking about one ring. You're thinking about a dynasty. You're thinking about being the villains of Major League Baseball, changing the narrative of the Astros being villains, which they still will be. The Astros will still be hated and still be uh, vilified for their 2017 uh, sign-stealing scandal and trash can banging. And they'll be even more vilified now that they don't have Dusty Baker protecting them as the, oh, everybody's grandpa, everybody loved Dusty Baker. Now it's like, oh, well, the likable characters are gone. So, uh, yeah, everyone's going to start hating on the Astros. But the Rangers will be start to be hated. <laughs> they will start to be hated around Major League Baseball of, this isn't fair, why can't my team do this? Why is my owner 
being cheap. Why can't my team go and spend? They will turn into those 1990s and 2000s Yankees. And all of us Rangers fans will be um, the most insufferable people you have ever met, myself included. I will be incredibly insufferable and um, just an absolute menace online and in real life to anyone when talking about the Texas Rangers. That's what you're going for if you want Shohei Otani, if you get Shohei Otani. If Shohei Otani says, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of a dynasty. I want to be a part of a winning apparatus. And there are still a lot of risks involved with Shohei. The money, no one has any idea what the contract is going to look like. Not a single person, not a single executive, not Shohei Otani, not his agent, not any other agent, not the commissioner of baseball. Literally nobody has any idea what this contract will actually look like. There are plenty of people who are formulating their offers, talking to their owners, GMs of like, hey, all right, how, how much can we actually unload for this guy? How much is he actually worth it? And there was this really nice deep dive by ESPN.com uh, talking about how much he's actually worth. It was Bradford Doolittle that was the one who wrote this this piece and broke it down very, very analytically talking about the true value of him as a pitcher and as a hitter. He broke it down to like his top three pitches and the rest of his arsenal is base running and um, him as a hitter. So basically as a hitter, he is worth, according to ESPN, $38.4 million a year. As a pitcher, Shohei Otani is worth $37.6 million a year over the last three years. So that's an average annual value of $76 million dollars. 76 million his actual value now i don't think he's going to get that i don't think he's going to get 76 million dollars a year that just seems it would be unprecedented whatever this contract is it is unprecedented because shohei otani himself is very much unprecedented but i don't think he's going to get you know 10 years 760 million dollars that's a lot it's going to be a lot anyway but that seems like it's a bit much now this is projecting for a 12-year deal as the total true value of $789.7 million over 12 years. Now, the actual projection, when you get down to it, it's a little bit more reasonable, a little bit smaller. You have to look at the um, comps range, and so it's it you know lessens a little bit. The bottom end, somewhere around $303.5 million. At the top end, $624 million. I feel like that's fairly likely of of that range seems a little bit more a little bit more possible a little bit more i don't know you're able to wrap your mind around it um but there was an article by mark fines mike mark feinsand of mlb.com talking to a national league executive that said on the cost quote i truly don't know i had my own opinion before he got hurt and i truly have no idea where he's going or what the contract will look like considering the injury you could tell me he's going to get 300 million or $800 million. And I would say, okay, I could see that. It's going to be fascinating. End quote. And that's kind of where we are. Shohei Otani is unprecedented. He is a unicorn. And while we're talking about the money, I will repeat the same phrase that I've been repeating since the Rangers signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and literally every free agent. And it has been my opinion on free agency and Major League Baseball player salaries as a fan and as a podcaster for many, many years. There is one sentence you need to consider when you are thinking about how much money a Major League Baseball player will be, will be paid to play for your favorite team. It's not your money. 
It's not your money. Do you have $70 million to pay Shohei Otani to come play for your team? No, you don't. Unless you're Ray Davis listening to this, in which case you do. So please pay him to come play for the Texas Rangers. But if you're a fan, it's not your money. It does not matter. Oh, it's about allocating resources smartly. Who cares? Who cares? We have seen how much this team has spent and how smart this team has spent. So if the Rangers decide that, yeah, Shohei Otani is worth the money, which I darn sure think he is, and the Rangers are able to sign him to a deal, then what part of the last three off-seasons, two off-seasons really, have you doubted? Have you been given reason to think, oh, actually Chris Young doesn't know what he's doing and he only signs dumb, bad contracts and all these players are trash and the Rangers are never going to win. No. He has signed very smart contracts. Some of them haven't worked out just yet. Jacob DeGrom still has the chance to work out and the Rangers won it all. So who gives a crap? And the Rangers could win it all again and again and again and again if they sign Shohei. Those chances go way up. The point is, if you're sitting there thinking, ah, I don't know if signing Shohei Otani is an efficient allocation of resources, I challenge you, go watch 10 minutes of Shohei Otani highlights. Think about him doing that in a Texas Rangers uniform and see where your efficient allocation of resources stacks up to the joy, the sheer amazement of watching Shohei Otani play baseball. Just just on the highlights of him doing it for another team, a team that most Rangers fans don't like, a division rival. Think about him doing that for your team. And then take your efficient allocation of resources and efficiently allocate them into the trash can. Because who gives a crap? It's not your money. Oh, people are going to tease the Rangers. If they, if they sign Shohei and it doesn't work out, if, if he just falls off the face of a cliff or whatever, if he never pitches again, oh, what happens then? I don't care. And you shouldn't either, unless you are literally an owner of the Texas Rangers, an actual billionaire who is contemplating these things, or you work in the Rangers front office, you should not care. Shohei Otani is generational. He is unprecedented. He is exactly what you would want on your favorite freaking team of a team coming off their first ever championship. And oh, I didn't think that the next season could feel any better but you add Shohei Otani and it might start to feel even better becoming a dynasty becoming an unprecedented team full of winning year after year after year Shohei Otani takes that from possible to likely and that's why he is worth every single bit of whatever contract he's going to get and I don't want to hear another word about it now tomorrow's show is going to completely Flip this on its head. This is my true belief. This is what I truly feel. Tomorrow, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate because, I mean, it's the offseason. What if that's not what podcasting is for, then playing devil's advocate, then what is? But hey, even just sitting here thinking about Shohei Otani, the possibility of him being with the Texas Rangers is honestly a bit overwhelming and absolutely glorious. And if, if we get to watch, I, mean, I know I'm going to be watching a bunch of Rangers World Series clips for the next year and years and decades to come. But if I'm watching them next year with the next championship and there's Shohei Otani highlights in there, who boy, that's going to be somehow maybe even more special than this one. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, 
don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.